Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes. That was Lovely Day from Bill Withers. Thank you very much for joining me here on Jazz FM for another edition of Jazz Shapers, the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues, alongside their equivalents in the world of business. I have a business giant with me today. It is none and other than Joe Malone, the woman behind a whole generation of people smelling absolutely beautiful. Lots coming up from her very shortly. In addition to that, of course, some words of advice for your business from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. And as well as all of that, some brilliant music from the Shapers of Jazz, Soul and Blues, including Snarky Puppy, John Lee Hooker, and this from Ella Fitzgerald, Aptly Thou Smell. That was Thou Smell, an interesting name for a song, if ever there was one, from Ella Fitzgerald. As I said earlier, my business shaper today is the amazing Jo Malone, known to many people for her wonderful fragrances and for uh, fans everywhere, not, not least of which my mother is one of the biggest alongside every other woman I think I have in my life. Jo, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's, a, it's fantastic to see you. You've brought some smelly things. I just want to start with the smelly things. What's in your little red box? My... <laughs> Pardon. Um, my little shop box, yes. I've got all the collection. I've got pink vetiver, green orange with coriander, fresh pomelo, mm. mango with Thai lime, uh, 42, the flower shop, which is the number of the first shop. And um, yeah, so a whole, whole little collection. So we're going to obviously talk about um, you selling out in 1999 and all those other things. But if I just, I'm not mistaken, is 42 the flower shop? Is that the place where apparently you worked and got fired? I worked, it was owned by a man called Justin Blank, and it was a delicatessen, number 42 Elizabeth mm. Street. Uh, and I worked on the corner in the flower shop and I was 16 years old, really full of myself. Had gone to the flower market in the morning, been told off about something and tipped a bucket of water over the manageress and was fired. So yeah. yes... <laughs> And trotted up to the delicatessen to moan about something. And I was put to work making sandwiches um, in the deli. So number 42, I've returned back to where I first started. Now, we talk about where you first started. You did not have a fantastic start at school. You were dyslexic, which is very public, and you talk about that um, pretty often. You uh, talked about, also, I I have read in places that you you had a survival instinct. There was something in you that said, Mm. I've just got to make this work. Tell me a little bit about that. I grew up in a family where I was the breadwinner from 13 years old. Um, my dad was an artist, brilliant man, but a typical creative character. My mum was in the beauty industry. She'd worked for Revlon and um, then worked for an amazing woman called the Countess Labati. So from the age of 13, 14 years old, 
I and I had a I have a younger sister. She was five years younger, and there was just not enough money in the house. You know, full stop. And I was the only one with that very entrepreneurial head on me. So from a young age, I would do the markets with my father, um, selling paintings, which isn't easy when you're eight, nine years old doing that. But I loved it. And from a face perspective, I was the one making the face creams in the kitchen with my mum and selling them. So I, I, from a very young age, had that survival instinct. And I knew that if I didn't sell a painting or I didn't sell a face cream, we wouldn't eat. So it wasn't, there wasn't this great business plan like everybody thinks. And um, I remember doing a, a talk just recently talking about growing up on a council estate and everyone said, oh, I thought you grew up on an estate. And I said, no, I grew up on a council estate, little two up, two down. And it was, you know, you survived day from day to day. It was it was a tough upbringing. Do you look back now and think, I wish I'd have had an easy childhood? Or did you not look at do you not look at it like that? You don't sound like you regret anything. I don't. I I think in life, life comes and it gives you things and challenges happen to everybody, no matter who you are. And I think the biggest thing would be to look back in my life and regret how I was raised, how I was brought up, because it's made me who I am. Having dyslexia caused me to look at life very differently. And But you can put me with a whole bunch of academics and I will often get to the destination faster than they will because my mind is wired to find solutions. So if I... You know, if I find that every door is being closed in front of me, you know what? I'll climb over the wall. I'll dig a tunnel. I'll find the back door. I'll find some way of getting to that destination. And that's often what entrepreneurs bring to business is a different perspective. And if I hadn't had that tough upbringing and I'd had a great education and I'd gone to university, I honestly don't think I'd be sitting here right now. I don't think I'd be doing the things that um, I've gone on to do. Truth, insights and fragrance. Lots more of it coming up here on Jazz Shapers with my business shaper, Joe Malone, and how happy we are that she's with us. Time for some music. This is Astra Gilberto and Once I Loved. Once I loved And I gave so much love to this love It was the world to me That was Astra Gilberta and Once I Love. Joe Malone is my business shaper today, the woman behind the empire that got bought a while ago, but the woman re- creating another empire very recently, actually. Tell me um, about the very early days, uh, about when you first started creating. You talked about your childhood and it was a survival instinct, and then I think, obviously, it, things moved on from there. I hear a story about those first 100 bottles that you made of fragrance. Just help, If it's true, it sounds fascinating. What is the story, the real story, before you decided to go big? I were well. I didn't. I not decide. I didn't yeah. even decide to go to go big. Life just kind of dictated that. I was um, a face girl. I mean, I used to do people's faces and clean their faces. And I had a little tiny little flat that I rented in Chelsea. No furniture, just one massage bed and a whole lot of little bottles. And because I'm dyslexic, my memory is a very important part of my creativity. So I can, I don't know how I do it, but I can memorise notes and fragrant pieces. And I created this tiny little bottle of bath oil called nutmeg and ginger. 
And I would give it to people who would come and have their faces done to say thank you. And one lady one day said, can I have 100 bottles? I want to put it at the place of a big party. So I, in my little kitchen that no, was no bigger than your desk there, I sat... It's a very it. small desk, I'll, have, I'll, I'll add. <laughs> very, very small lyric jazz FM. <laughs> With a couple of plastic jugs and wooden spoons, and I set out to make 100 bottles. And it's... Do you know what's really funny? In life, there's often those crossroads that come. You either rise to them. If I hadn't done those 100 bottles and I hadn't made them, would, what would have happened next? I would have probably carried on doing faces and making bathos. But those 100 bottles sat at the place of very important people through Europe at that time. And within one month, 86 out of 100 people reordered the product. And that was the moment at which the floodgates opened. Um, and I believe in business that there are often those moments and we're either we've either got to pick ourselves up and our feet leave the ground for a second where you're so terrified of what could happen and you just catch up with yourself or there is a lot of people that sit there and watch the moment go by and then turn around and say gosh you're so lucky that never happens to me and I wanted to talk about that crossroads I think that is a very a very important point what enables the person like you to to say that is the moment and I am going to jump up and I'm not going to be scared or I'm going to be scared but I'm going to keep going? What do you think defines a Joe Malone from someone we haven't heard of because they didn't find that moment? Um, do you know, all, I still jump up at every moment. I still terrify myself to death as I jump on the bandwagon of something. I mean, especially launching a new brand and doing it all over again has been more scary and more terrifying this time around than it ever did the first time. Well, you've got a reputation and a track record. You have, but it's it's a different world. It's a whole... And also, I've got no naivety. I know when I open that door this time what lies behind it. So I think... I think it's courage. I think it's that strength and that courage to say to yourself, I'm going to try. And I failed. You know, what people don't see is all my failures, all the grazed knees and all the, the sorry moments when I go home and cry into my suit. They, no one sees any of those things. All you see is the success of Joe Malone and the success of now of Joe Loves. But there's been many moments where you have to pick yourself up, dust yourself off. But I would rather try and grab hold. And, you know, always in life... One of those things passing, something is going to change your destiny and change, you know, the moment. Um, and I would rather be that kind of character with a glass always half full than half empty. Latest traffic and travel coming up in a couple of minutes, but and do stay with me after that because Joe Malone has got lots more to say to me and to you. But before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondrea for your business. Uh, hello, my name's Greg Campbell. I'm a partner in the employment department at Mishkondrea. I've been practicing in employment law for 20 years now and at Mishkondorea we act for an interesting range of clients unusually for an employment department we act both for senior executives and for corporate employers so we get an interesting view of both sides of the employment relationship. The most important thing in any employment relationship is to have clarity of communication most of the problems I see come from people either communicating badly or not at all. Uh, most fundamentally, you see this where people work with their friends or with people they grow to like, and then a problem comes up and they're too afraid to deal with it. The only thing I can tell you is that a problem ignored gets worse and worse and worse until it explodes in a complete disaster for the organisation. If there is an itch, scratch it. Do not wait for things to become so bad that you have to amputate the limb. 
Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, if you listen regularly, you will know I'm here with amazing business shapers, giants in the world of business. Uh, today it's Joe Malone. Tomorrow, who knows? But do, if you haven't caught the shows before, do go into iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers, you'll find us there. If you'd like to tweet us today, and I'm sure we will hope and endeavour to get back to you, it's at Jazz FM and um, you will get a response. Joe Malone, as I said, is my business show today. We've been talking about all sorts of things um, about what makes you you. And, and as you said, people don't see the trials and tribulations behind the, the scenes. Health, not just your own health, but your you know, various things in your life have, have been around. Do you tackle those issues in exactly the mm-hmm. same way? Is it just the same mindset or is it a bit more personal? Is it a bit tougher? Well, um, I, I mean, it's been very public that I went through a terrible time with breast cancer and um, ne- very nearly lost my life, but fought through. I think you. I think as a person, I don't look at situations that come before me and sort of categorise them. I just run at them and think I will survive this. I will get through. I may have a few cuts and bruises along the way, but. There was never anything in my mind that told me I wasn't going to survive breast cancer. I couldn't even think that way. I was going to deal with breast cancer in the same way that I deal with business. I would find the best person to treat me, um, just as I would if I was trying to create a fragrance in a way. And I'm not making, I'm not making sort of, um, I'm not saying that finding breast cancer, you know, has the same emotions, you know, when you're fighting for your life. But it's that, it's that spirit of I won't quit. I won't give in I won't let this get the better of me and it served me well you know I was 50 years old last month and 50 years on this earth and that sort of spirit has served me really well it's helped me build businesses it's helped me stay married for nearly 28 years it's a miracle it's a miracle and you work with your husband as well who is my best friend in the whole world I have to say without him it would be a very lonely road but you know in life we have choices And being successful gives you, that's all it does is it gives you choice and you can choose to how you approach something. And um, my husband has this great saying when he says, you know, don't sit there and moan about something, either get up and change it or change your mindset or stop moaning. But you know what? Everybody has things in life that they don't like and that come at them and they don't know how to handle them. You just you sit there for a minute, you gather yourself, you find that strength, you find the people to help you and you get up and you fight. Um, And I don't know any different way of leading up leading my life. Stay with me for more from Joe Malone, my business shaper. Time for some music. This is from Snarky Puppy and it's Amor Te La featuring Magda Gianuku. I hope I said that properly. That was Snarky Puppy, one of Jazz FM's favourites. You're listening to Jazz Shapers. I've been talking to Joe Malone. And, Joe, you were saying one of your husband's maxims is don't moan, get on and sort it out. 1999, you sell your business. You're still locked in till 2006 mm-hmm. as creative director. Yep. I imagine behind the scenes there was a fair bit of moaning and there was a fair bit of, do I want them to do this? Or, or, or was it totally different? Were you comfortable in what happened and, and where it went? And did it lead you naturally to the next place? Do you know what? Um 
I'm never someone that's that's slow on, on letting you know what I think and how I feel. But during that time, no, there wasn't lots of moaning. It was a really, I sold my business in 1999, <clears throat> stayed part of it for five years. And it was a real, I thought I'd arrived, you know, at the bed. Well, I thought I'd arrived, you know, I'd get on a plane, I'd be sitting in that nice little front part of the plane, I'd go and stay in hotels, I'd be upgraded into beautiful rooms. And it was when I was diagnosed with breast cancer that my life did change. I had to stop. I had, and, you know, no one dreams at the age of 38 years old and, you know, everything in the palm of your hand that something like that is going to happen to you. But it does. So I took a year out, fought the disease, did everything that I had to do and then came back. And it was when I came back to the business and I remember standing in Madison Avenue opening a shop. It, It had just opened. And I just didn't feel like I belonged anymore. And I felt... If I stayed, I would simply just be part of a business. And I, I'm i just an all-or-nothing person. I needed a 100% feel that it was still mine. And it, it was nothing that anyone did. It was something that personally had happened to me. And I also thought the cancer was going to come back. I had a young family and I didn't want to be travelling the world opening stores. I wanted to be with them. And in fact, thank God, it hasn't come back. And... If I, if, but if we look back on our lives and we think um, the decisions that we make, would you make the same one again? I'd probably make it differently. But the fact is, that is what I did. Um, and those were the decisions that I made. But it, no one made my life uncomfortable at all. On, on the contrary, it was made very pleasurable. Final chat come up with Joe, plus a track from Shaper of the Blues. That's John Lee Hooker. That's coming up after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was one bourbon, one scotch and one beer. A bit early for that. From John Lee Hooker. You're listening to Joe Malone, who is my business shape today, and me, Elliot Moss. And we just have a few more precious minutes. You talked about those those choices that one is faced with. You talked about how you may have made a different one, but actually everyone was lovely to you. The thing that was missing, I hear, was that you weren't making stuff. Mm. What you love is making perfumes. What you know, The first thing you pulled out when you, you walked in here was a box of perfumes mm. and all getting to smell us and say, oh, what do we smell of? The, the very famous book, Perfume, mm-hmm. and that that, ins- that incredible smell, that almost obsession, obsessive nature with what something's going to be when you mix that and that and that. That's you all over, isn't it? I'm not far from that obsessive, char- creative character. That's why I came back, you know, after being five years out of the industry and it was the hardest of my life. I couldn't even walk around a department store without crying because I just felt that the only thing I could do in life I was never going to do again. I was never going to be part of. I tried to write a CV and get a, and get a job. and <laughs> You were writing a CV. And my CV... Joe Malone here. <laughs> Hi, give us a job. <laughs> just me. My CV doesn't look good. I have no qualifications. I have no work experience, but I have built a 
global brand, but you know, <laughs> I have no qualifications. But but I did build that global brand that most people have heard of called Joe Miller. It's a small thing. Well, anyway, I, I didn't figure anyone would give me a job, so that was why I decided to come back. My love and why it's called Joe Loves. I love the industry, and I still and I love this country, and I love the fact that as an entrepreneur, I still have something to give, and I still have something that can make this world a better place. And you know what? Three years ago, I was employing four people. I now employ 14 to 15 people full time. That's what life is about, using your gift and what you have and making it, you know, a better place for everybody. The packaging, I'm obsessed with things that look good and that also have a substance to them. You have both. Is that a you, a you thing? Have you got a fantastic designer that works with you? I mean, how much of it, I mean, everyone talks about team and people are very humble, especially, you know, the eponymous he- heroes and heroines of businesses. But what? how is the packaging, even in the old Joe Malone and now the Joe Loves brand, how is it so good? I love packaging. I mean, it's the seducer. It's the it's the thing that you, when you look at something or someone and something catches your eye, it's the feel of that box. It's the, the look of that red. It was the look of the cream and black in the very beginning. And I just think that it's, I want this product to be like a pair of diamond earrings. And when you open it, the product exceeds your expectation. It's not just about a really beautiful box. It's about what's in it. Mm. And I really, truly put my heart and soul into everything that I do, from the ribbon to the leaflet to every... There is no marketing team in Joe Loves. There never was in Joe Malone either. I was the one that made those decisions. I was the one that would put those ideas together and the creative, and especially what goes in that bottle. And I think that's what makes... You know, I really feel personal to this brand. What would be your advice to the next Joe Malone who's out there, doesn't realise they are the next Joe Malone? You talked about Crossroads, you talked about just now Obsession and there is no marketing team, which I love. It's all about really seducing and embrace and, and, and allowing people to love the thing that you're creating. What would you say? Um, I think passion is such a, an important part of life and it's so fulfilling And within the brand, I have four heartbeats and I gauge everything from a product to what we're going to do. And the the four four heartbeats are really easy. They're inspiration, be inspirational, find inspiration, do things that that is full of innovation. Don't always do things in the same way. Um, When you get that ignition, that moment when your product and your brand and your business starts to turn, run with it. Let your feet leave the floor. You know what? They'll always come down at some point. And the most important is integrity. Be truthful to yourself who you are. Be truthful to your team around you. Don't pretend to be something you're not. And if you make a mistake, put your hand up and say, it was me. Let's fix it. Be uh, be to the consumer. Be to your team. With everything within you, be truthful to who you are. And you know what? You'll never have to run very far from it. Fantastic advice. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice, Joe, and why have you chosen it? Well, it can be anything else but Michael Bublé, Feeling Good. Beautiful. This is your song choice. Joe Malone, thank you very much for joining me. This is Michael Bublé and Feeling Good. Birds flying high You know how I feel Sun in the sky You know how I feel Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel 
It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. That was feeling good from Michael Bublé, the song choice of my fantastic business shaper today, Joe Malone. Inspiration, innovation, ignition, and integrity. I think she's captured it all. Do join me again, same time, same place, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. That's next Saturday morning, 9am here on Jazz FM. In the meantime, though, do stay with us right now, because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.